who will survive? Means nothing. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? I'm talking about all the way to the top. Yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream rise to the top. give you a show like you have never ever seen before why because i can hello everyone and welcome to the positively pro wrestling podcast i'm your host steve fountas and with me is eric sanchez come on down <laughs> come on down to where uh, to to uh, down there. Down where? Down there. Oh, okay. So, Got good him. to be back. <laughs> good to be back. And this week, we're going back to 1998, when everything was about crotch chops and scrotums and everything else. <laughs> For the WrestleMania 14, this week's show, The Look Back. It'll be a lot of fun. So, I'm looking forward to that. And I'm sure Eric is, too. Like I mentioned, thanks everyone for coming back after we were off for a few weeks. And thanks to Eric for joining us. And as always, you can follow us on Twitter at PPW Podcast and then find all of our past shows, future shows, etc. for free on your favorite podcast app. Just search Positively Pro Wrestling Podcasts. Pretty simple. Uh, if you're an iTunes user and want to leave a review, that'd be sweet too because it helps more people find the show. And yeah, I think that. And it's, and plus, it's good to leave a positive review. You can leave an okay review if you want, like. But the, the, not the, great. this show is all about being positive. So, listen, you if you don't like okay the show, reviews. if you don't like the show, that's fine. I don't care. But I like the not terrible, not great. <laughs> okay. I mean, you could, you could see the positive in that, right? Sure. I think it's fine. I think our friend Nate uh, Ringskirt said one time that if he saw that review, uh-huh. he'd be like, "Oh, I'm going to check this out." Not terrible, <laughs> great. Oh, check them out. Give them a shot. So, well, hey, if it influences uh, Nate, then you know we are influence a, a bazillion people. We're influencers. So, how's it going, man? What's new? I mean, oh. you, you finally get your IC belt, huh? Oh yeah, that's uh, you know what I was panicking. You know, it, it, you spend that much money to a kind of a stranger. <laughs> so Eric ordered a bootleg belt from Pakistan, right? Yeah. Um, so I thought that was going to come from America. It didn't. Okay. I, I was under the impression that the group we're in was like the U.S. based one. No, none of them are. Okay. Well, that, <laughs> that, now you know. That's yeah. Then uh, so that so that happened. So I placed the order July 11th. I'm like, this is what I want, and you know, it's really reputable. So I, I in the Facebook group we're in, um, a lot of people giving them compliments. It looks good. Looks good. I think it looks good. I'm, I'm kind of a noob when it comes to this stuff, so I don't know like what garbage looks like unless I actually like see it or feel it. So sure. you know, I'm just going based on like specs that other people are, are kind of complimenting them on, and, um, you know, the thickness, the type of metals, blah, blah, blah. So I, I talked to him and he said 30 to 45 days, it'll be done, you know, sent out another seven days. I'm like, all right, cool. So I sent him, you know, a couple hundreds, more than a couple hundreds of bucks. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to pay the PayPal fees. So if anything goes wrong, I can just file a claim, get my money back. 
Um, so 30 days goes by, you know, I, I kind of don't hear from him. I wait 35. I said, Hey, how's it going? What's going on with the belt? He's like, Oh, I'm, I'm working on it. And I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. He's like, it should be done, you know, in a couple days. I'm like, all right, cool. So it's before the 45 days. Um, like the day before the 45 days, he's like, Hey, the problem with the leather, you know, I'm going to have to redo it. Uh, it'll be a couple more days. I'm like, Oh, okay. So I'm already starting to feel like uh, this is turning into like <laughs> my, my radar is going off. I'm like, this doesn't really sound good. So then okay. like a week after that, you know, he sent me a picture of it and you posted it. He's like, oh, hey, here's your belt on Facebook. And I'm like, oh, okay. He didn't tell me that, but <laughs> he posted yeah. it. He was going to Illinois. So I messaged him. I'm like, yeah, is that my belt? He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, I didn't tell you. I'm like, no, you didn't. Uh, so, he, <laughs> so he said, I think on a Monday or maybe like that Saturday, he's like, I'll send it out, you know, Monday. I'm like, all right, cool. Um, so time changes or time uh, time zones and stuff like that are with, you know, Pat, from Pakistan or um yeah, I think that's where it's coming from, uh, Dubai, mm-hmm. UPS Dubai. So I'm like, I'm I'm aware of like it's only within like one day, whatever the time zones is. So like Monday comes around, he doesn't say anything. I message him like Wednesday. I'm just kind of giving him like days of benefit of the doubt. So Wednesday comes by, I'm like, hey, did you ever get a chance to send that out? He's like, yeah, I sent it out on Monday. I'm like, all right. I'm like, you know, you have the tracking number for it. He's like, oh, I'll get it to you. So he doesn't get it to me till like Saturday. I'm like, this, this guy is like taking like, and I still don't feel good about this because now it's okay. going, going on almost like 50 days and 60 days. <laughs> yeah. so, th- so then he sends me the Saturday. Uh, I check it and it says label created. So I've done a lot of sales and that kind of stuff. So I know when I create the label, it means I didn't send it out yet. Unless it's like within a day or two that it, the tracking will be updated. Yeah. Uh, but it was like that for five days. So I messaged him again. I'm like, Hey, you know, I checked the message. It's been like this for like a week. <laughs> you know, it just says label created. There's no action or no movement on it. It's like, Oh, I'll look into it for you. So he doesn't get back to me and I get an email or no, I check it like four days later again. And it says it's, it's on its way Air Dubai should be here by the Tuesday. So I'm like, all right, I, he still never messaged me. So I get it Tuesday. I open it up. It's amazing. You know, I sent pictures of it and all that kind of stuff. So I'm really happy it came through. And he didn't message so, me until like the next day saying, oh, say, I saw you got it. And I'm like, yeah, I did. So is it, is there any like flaws? Is it a thick metal, no, good leather? Like, is it like perfect? I think it's really good. Um, you know, it's thick, it's heavy. Uh, the detail on it's really good. The stamping. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I love it. Like the leather's nice. It's got like the detail. Um, I don't know if it's etching, but like the little details around the edges of the Does leather. Does it have the floppy leather? No, is it floppy. I, I, no, is it I think stiff? I think it's a little bit. Well, it's in between. So okay, I, you know, I can fold it, but it's not like yeah. I don't know. I don't know what floppy leather is, but what I imagine would be like floppy ears. Like it is easy to like, mm-hmm. you know, flop around. I guess, but no, it's well, not I'm, like that. I'm glad you're happy with it. I am happy with it, and you know, I'm I'm kind of happy that I got it in the time frame I got it. Cause you know, things do come up. He's on another side of the world. Um, he sure. had to read through the leather. So all of the excuses he gave me, you know, I, I, I want to believe her legit. Um, he does a lot of other belts. So I don't know if he's the only one doing them and all that kind of stuff, or if he's got a team of people that does it, but whatever, I'm glad I got it. I'm glad it didn't so take like, would you recommend the seller to others? If they reached out, to, we're not going to give him a plug on our show, but if someone's um, like, Hey, who would you go to? You'd be like, 
Well, this guy took a little bit longer, but I do appreciate the work. Yeah, I, I would say that because um, he did. He say, hey, uh, I told him how great it was. This, this and that. He's like, oh, OK. He's like, can you leave me just like some feedback in the group? I'm like, oh, OK. So I, I posted it. It wasn't approved yet. I told him it, I did mention, you know, it took almost mm-hmm. 60 days. I was told 30 to 45. Um, but I was kind of uh, kept in. Um, you weren't ghosted. No, I wasn't ghosted, but I was kind of kept up to date on like kind of what was going on with the belt. So, you know, mm. I, I appreciate that, even though, you know, through the process of it, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to get this. I don't know. He's got these excuses. And he said this, he said that. And then days go by and I'm like, you know, not that I had all days thinking about it because I got work and other things going on. So, you know, when I get to think about You're it, busy like, two, man. Day, two days <laughs> later, I'm like, hey, he never messaged me. <laughs> hey, hey, You're like, hey, buddy. <laughs> You're sitting there on your computer like, hey, wait a minute. I want my <laughs> money eight. back. But I'm real happy with it. Um, I, I want to see it in person. Well, next time you come over, bring it on over. I want to see it. You should wear it. Yeah. Next time your your fiance yeah. says, hey, let's go out to dinner. All right. Just wear <laughs> I'll it. See wear what it. she says. See what she says. Does yeah, she know not? you bought this? Yeah, I showed it to her. Okay. And she's she like, thinks it's awesome. No, she oh, okay. likes it. Well, she's yeah. happy if I'm happy. So I don't, I don't know if she'd be happy to have one, but, you know, she's happy that I'm excited about it. You know, Like I mean? the Homer Simpson bought Marge a bowling ball for her birthday. Oh, you don't want it. I'll take it. That's what you're going to do. <laughs> no, no. Buy, well, I'll, I'll buy, buy her one de- for Christmas. A winged eagle belt. Like, well, yeah. you don't want it. I can yeah, take it. I'll take it. So. I got a spot for it. Yeah. Uh, over here, it's been nuts. Obviously, I posted on Twitter. Luckily, everything's okay with Penny. Mm-hmm. Oldest daughter. We thought she had appendicitis. We're in the ER. 12 hours and like so it's scary obviously but as a parent people know that if kids like you kind of go into like mode to make sure a kid doesn't freak out so you're mm-hmm. just trying to be calm and relax you don't really have time to freak out so like i was just laughing because the er we went to is a great children's hospital but it's also a general er so sunday night and it feeds into the city of chicago so you see some pretty interesting people in the <laughs> er yeah this one guy, my wife goes to uh, my daughter. She goes, well, he's not having a bad night. He's this guy. He's checking out. He's got like the gauze wrapped around his head like 20 times <laughs> like a mummy. Any like, stabbings like, hey. or gunshots come in? I don't know. But like, like luckily the kids area had like a section sec- or a separate area to uh, mm-hmm. to wait. And uh, yeah, it was just funny to watch. And they had Wi-Fi. We brought the iPads and the phones and you know, so it, it kind of makes it go by faster when you have stuff to watch and just and whatever. So well, I think people watching would be the, the highlight of the night. Oh, well, and plus you're like, you've got, luckily, like it's a hospital, so everyone still has to wear masks, but still you're like, oh man, this kid's like coughing. This, what, 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 you're like, look like, what's that guy got? You're like, you know, kind of eyeing everybody. Like, what's that guy got? But yeah. But she's all good. Like, what am so I going to catch in here? Yeah, exactly. That guy's um, mask is under his nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Luckily, everything worked out. So appreciate everyone's well, positive good. feedback yeah, and all that. So, and then this has just been medical week. Is my dog Phil? We got him fixed, which isn't a big deal. So he he was all good. Well, so I had, put Phil yeah, on. I, see if it's a big deal. Yeah, he's well, he's in his crate right now with his his cone on his head. Um, and then I got a couple things done. I'm good. Nothing major. It's all good. But still. Other stuff happened with me. I had to go in for like a surgery for the day, and it's it's crazy stuff going on. But now I'm glad to be back and to be talking wrestling and to be talking, especially this show, WrestleMania 14 in 1998. I'm a I'm in eighth grade. You're either a, you're, you just graduated high school in 98, right? Yeah, I'm out of high school. Okay, so you're just out of high school. <clears throat> so for me, 98, like eighth grade, I was a horrible student. 
all I cared about was wrestling because wrestling is so hot right now. And all I ever cared about was wrestling, especially at this point, because how crazy it was mm-hmm. and how yeah. popular it was. Um, but I couldn't believe what a big deal this was as a kid and how pretty much all of my friends cared about it, even the friends that didn't really care too much about wrestling and seemed they did more. Pretty sure we had a pay-per-view party for this. Someone's house watched it. Even though we knew, like, Austin's winning the championship in the main event, like, right? Like, there's no question. But it was such a big deal. What about you? What were you watching at this time? Were you having, like, a... And you're obviously well, I, older. I, I've always watched wrestling, but there would be times where I would watch it, like, once a month or what... But it was always something I would watch. Okay. And what the a, more... You know, I, I would watch WCW Saturday night. I would watch um, the Sunday or the Saturday morning shows. Well, I mean, maybe not if I was, you know, a little bit older. I'd sleep in from a hangover or something. <laughs> but right. I, I, I would. Yeah, no, I would keep up with the show. So the better the shows they got, the, the more I would watch. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being older and out of high school and there's older kids, like I, I felt like the nerdy kid who liked wrestling when I was in school. But all of a sudden, it's like other people who I would never think that would like wrestling or we start talking about wrestling. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, talking about Goldberg and Austin and Tyson and Sting and uh, NWO and DX and all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, because it just made it so much more exciting for me to watch because then it's also like all these uh, undercard people like uh, Mark Merrow, mm-hmm. Sable, Goldust, Luna. Um, yeah. Even even DDP or, or Disco Inferno or you know all of these characters was like so fun to watch and yeah, and the more I watched it, we'll talk about it. Like not ever this show isn't like the best wrestling show, but I had a really good time rewatching it. I don't know if someone watching this who wasn't watching at the time would understand like why this is such a special show. I don't um, think so because because without any you know context to it, it it's you know I mean that's that's kind of anything right. Right. I guess. But like, I would say though, like someone who has never watched or wasn't like, I wasn't watching every week in 87, but I understand why WrestleMania three was such a big show and like how epic it was. Right. Okay. You know? So I think, but this, I don't know if it necessarily would have it. So this took place March 29th, 1998 in Boston at the fleet center, a sellout of 19,028. Um, a buy rate, it looks like of 730,000. Let me look it up here. I'm just confirming that. It's a WrestleMania 98. Yeah, 730,000. Up yeah. quite a bit from the year before. What would you mm-hmm. guess WrestleMania 13's buy rate was? 500,000? <laughs> 237,000. Holy shit. So they more than doubled it. Like, yeah, like, for sure. So that's, you know, it was, it's huge. Huge. I mean, Royal Rumble that year, 98, did a big buy rate, 350,000. But to WrestleMania, 730,000 and Mike Tyson, all this stuff. Like, it was, WWF was just ready to take off. And I was talking about this on Twitter today. Somehow it came up, uh, Rad Chad posted something about, or retweeted or whatever, about who was the most important or biggest celebrity at WrestleMania and wrestling. And he said Mr. T. And I said it's Tyson. Just because of how, like, he took... This it was like a roller coaster that kind of gets stuck at the top of the uh, of the peak mm-hmm. and just pushed it over the edge and boom we're off and running like WWF is just taking off in '98 because it was just building and building and building from '97 basically all of '97 on yeah and just it, that Tyson came in and just gave him the push over the edge to make it just so much more epic and and that makes it 
I'm just trying to like put this into words. Like it just takes it like it, not so much like, yeah, I guess it is like just pushes it, it it's to the next level now. Like a little extra oomph, like a, you know, like a lot at, of extra oomph. Cause you got like at, 97, 96 and it's wow, wow, wow. It's, it's okay. But then the, the, the stone cold stories, the D like all of this stuff is like really starting to boil over. And then yeah. you bring in Tyson. That's totally mainstream sports center, channel two news, CBS. I mean, it's all over the place and, yeah. and, and just the pull apart and the pushing and all this kind of stuff. And, just it was so cool and i remember the my tyson dad. and austin tyson and austin you know the <laughs> austin comes out my favorite thing when tyson showed up to the raw after royal rumble where vince uh-huh. is going to announce what he's going to be at wrestlemania for and austin interrupts it and he's like i've been out in the back throwing up because i see you out there shaking hands with everybody i'm not going to shake your hands and out here to be friends with you He's like, you got your beady little eyes locked on the eyes of the world's toughest son of a bitch. And as a wrestling fan, you believe that Austin can whoop Tyson's oh, ass. Oh, yeah. And and like, the other thing is like the sports fans, like boxing fans and stuff. Because my dad was more or less like a boxing fan, more for mm-hmm. Tyson. Because he would he'd order those pay-per-views. But other than Tyson, he was a big boxing fan. It was something he liked about the young scrappy kid who's just like knock people out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like, just beat the shit in first round. Terrifying, right? Yeah, he was, and, and my dad loved him. So I, I thought it was awesome that I could share this, those two worlds coming together. And he was excited about it too. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it was just so fun. And then people at school and at work. I loved it. it. It was amazing. I loved it, and then I loved the most, too, that Tyson and Austin thing. And this is on the Austin 316 Uncensored VHS. Mm-hmm. And it's not on Peacock or anywhere, but go pick it up somewhere. There's DVD versions of it. You can find it online. But Austin 316 Uncensored is part of the WWF home video stuff where Austin kind of goes over this. He's like, he's like, so he pushed me like a little girl. And he's like, basically, he's like, nobody held him back. He's like, if you wanted me so bad, why didn't you come and get me? He's just uh-huh. talking. Like, just loved it, you know? <laughs> it's just yeah. just amazing stuff, right? And not only, I mean, obviously that's the main event, but there's so much other stuff going on on this show, as we'll talk about, you know, from, yeah. from the, from the moment this pay-per-view starts mm-hmm. to the moment this pay-per-view goes off the air, there's kind of something for everybody. It's especially as a fan that, again, I don't know if you weren't watching, if you would get it. I kind of hope you do. Even if you weren't watching, let me know and let us know, but it, but the it cool was part that th- there's the setup on packages too. They, they, even if they don't have a package, the uh, uh, yeah, the King and Jr. They'll explain kind of what's been going on, and so that you're kind of like caught up with you know what's going to happen in these matches. Mm-hmm. So I I happen to have the original pay per view broadcast of this one too. I have a bunch of WrestleManias, and it had the free for all on it. So the free for all is hosted by Doc Hendricks. He's in the arena, and. They actually use the old school WrestleMania sound, the do 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 do. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, he's just basically getting the crowd hyped up, and then Sunny comes out before her debut later on in a nice mm. evening gown. Comes out to a massive pop. They're just in the ring, kind of going over the show, getting the crowd excited. And as, as I was watching this, I was thinking, man, something like the free for all. It's we're never going to get something like this again. Maybe. As a younger kid, you would, like if you're watching the pre-show on Peacock or whatever. But us as adults, we kind of like, we just wait for the show to start. Uh-huh. But as a kid, <clears throat> even you were just like, oh, pre-show, free-for-all. Like, especially if you didn't order the pay-per-view and this is all you got to see. Yeah. You, you're just Oh, like, yeah. Oh, I, was, I, was, I was with you, too. We're right, right there with you. Yeah. Like, you're just so excited. And unfortunately, 
You'll catch that, something. You're like, yeah, that, I was part of it, but I was just part of the free part. <laughs> but that feeling's never coming back. You know, again, we were in whatever, wherever friend's house I watched this at, I think his mom ordered it for us. And, you know, we, you know, or the pizza, we talked about it a million times, kind of yeah. the, the excitement of it. But you make sure to get there early. You got to see the pre-show. You got to see the free-for-all. You got to mm-hmm. be there. Got to get your VHS tape in there to record the pay-per-view. You got to be ready to go. Yeah. I, I think the one thing, AEW, the, well, it wasn't AEW. It was all in. Yeah. And I thought it was so cool, like the buy-in. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I, w- I want to watch this, you know, because I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to buy all in. But I do want to see, like, what the what the arena looks like, how it's set up, and, you know, the, the mat, or, you know, just every, just what that night's going to look like. Even if it's like a preliminary match or, or dark match or whatever it was, but it was like a, 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 a battle royal. So I thought that was mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, another thing I posted, and they, they, they promote this in the pre-show. If you buy $10 worth of Jack's figures at Toys R Us, WWF figures, you get $10 off the pay-per-view. Oh, how much were Jack's so you, figures? Do you remember? I didn't buy any. They were 5 to $10. Oh, okay. So you get, you know, get yourself a tag team set or something. And then get pay-per-view? <laughs> yeah. You're Come L-O-T on, man. Set? If you can find it. You're, you're, you're going to be stuck with the uh, the black, new Blackjacks. That's what, They oh, were everywhere. Nobody sucks. wanted them. We wanted them. This is also this first. This is also done on Peacock. Uh, Please rise for the DX band to perform the alternative version of America the Beautiful and the National Anthem. Whew, this is bad. Go on YouTube and watch this. It's the DX band who's there. Yeah, they it was get cut, booed. It was cut out. Yeah, for good reason. Like, oh, say can you see by the daughter <laughs> Lee? <sighs> like it just and then like. They remix it with America the Beautiful. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what they were thinking. Was Jim was Johnson like, playing guitar? He was, looking all nervous. I, I thought so. I'm like, who's this <laughs> little dork? <laughs> he's like, if, I, if I'm here, I'm playing the guitar. Yeah. He's like, I came up with this shit. <laughs> yeah. And then we get to, in over 100 countries, in seven different languages, <laughs> to over a half billion viewers each week, the World Wrestling Federation, the worldwide leader in sports entertainment. I don't have that written down. I just remember that because I heard it so much. Well, good. Yeah, I'm man. glad you didn't write that down. So you go to our introduction. It goes over the history of WrestleMania and tradition. Uh, it says it's all about the belt because they talk about how people might say the tradition's gone the wrong, gone away with this new generation of superstars. No pun intended. Mm-mm. But uh, it's still just like all about the belt from Hulk to Andre to San Martino. Mentioning Hulk Hogan in 98 WWF pay-per-view, like pretty bold right there, but they say it. And they also say belt, a, a word that used to be banned in the old Vince McMahon era. They say yeah, I, I noticed a lot of different things going back to this one. Uh, JR says wrestling a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. And and the, and the action isn't as polished. Like it looks a little bit more real, even... I think the more polished it is, the more you know I mistakes think, mistakes stand out. I know what you're talking about, and I really think all right. that went away when they went to HD, high definition. Like a lot of the, like it looks a little too polished now. Yeah, but you know what I'm when people screwed up in these, it was mm-hmm. looked like it was part of the match. It wasn't like oh my god you fucked up or anything like that. It was just like oh he slipped or you know I would lose my balance too. You know it, it wasn't something yeah. where they look so perfect all the time. And when they screw up, it's just like totally like, Oh my God. Yeah. You're not perfect. <laughs> and this, and then here we are, we are introduction. And now presented by M&M's the candy of the new millennium. I remember, remember those commercials. Yeah. M&M? 
mm-hmm. Millennium Gansel's WrestleMania. So we're, we go right into this tag team battle royal. So the tag teams here are Los Periquas, uh, two sets of Los Periquas, the Truth Commission, uh, Bradshaw and, and Chains, I guess, uh, the yeah. Nation of Domination, uh, Mark Henry and D'Lo Brown, uh, Farouk and Kama, uh, the Quebecers, the Rock and Roll Express, the Headbangers, Too Much, the Disciples of Apocalypse, the DOA, Steve Blackman and Flash Funk, the Godwins and the New Midnight Express, and our mystery team, Legion of Doom. And I always thought that they were introduced as LOD 2000 at this night, but they're not. They're introduced as LOD 2000 the next night on Raw. So I think I kind of they're just Legion of Doom here. And yeah, we I were did notice that. I'm this. trying to think of when I saw the what do you call that when the the like the the nameplate shows up on the screen. The nameplate, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I, I remember it was LOD 2000, and I, I think it was Animal Shorts that said LOD yeah. 2000. But there was just Legion of Doom. Like, where, when did I see LOD 2000? Because I remember seeing it, like, in my mind. I'm like, maybe maybe I never saw it. <laughs> yeah, and this is, and they're with Sonny. And I think, we, I think we're all in unanimous agreement here as far as, like, a boy aged or girl aged... 12 to 21 to 22 like Good. this version to sunny oh my god is like <laughs> the most oh. incredible thing we've ever seen in our entire lives at that point it right it is yeah i mean i just can't even put it in a word i mean i could use words but <laughs> you're just like well like, it'd be a little ha, creepy they made a they made a jacks figure pack of this uh, this sunny and just like she's got the flame bra and mm-hmm. You know the the bottoms, which has what are they called? Like streamers, basically coming kind off of, of her, her yeah. belt. Mm-hmm. And she's just looking, and she's like putting her hands through her hair. And the girl next door goes a little bad. And who even cares about the match? Yeah, <laughs> awesome stuff here. Uh, the winner at this match gets a title shot at the Unforgiven pay per view with the tag team titles. Uh, as a kid, I always loved these battle royals, but as an adult, they're kind of a mess. Like no one, especially because this isn't a Royal Rumble. This right. Is yeah. They all start in there. So when it gets down to like the last four or five teams, you know, that's, it becomes a little bit more uh, manageable. Um, seeing Scotty too hottie or was it Scotty too hottie or was it just Scott uh, Taylor? I don't remember. They were just too much. It was Scott yeah, Taylor. Too and Brian much. Christopher. It, was, it wasn't too much too, before wasn't, they were too cool. It wasn't cool. too cool yet, but uh, it, it was kind of cool to see them in because you got J.R., not JR, but the King, he's popping over his son. It's still in there. He's like, Brian Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. His son. Yeah. Rest but in peace it was good. I mean, uh, LOD looked good. I mean, this is stiff, man. I mean, all these big beefy dudes in there. <laughs> you got uh, the Godwins wearing their yeah, the, uh, Confederate shirts or the one guy. Which one was it? Phineas? Phineas, yeah. Phineas and Henry. Yeah, I think Henry had the the... It's it's nothing. It's fine. It's an eight minute match. The final teams, uh, the LOD two thousand and the new Midnight Express, which is Bart Gunn and Bob Holly. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do a Bart baby. They do kind of a double clothesline over the top, and LOD gets the win. An eight minute match, and they kept I think Sonny is way more excited than the uh, Hawk and Animal were. I think so too, because she's like L O. She's kind of doing the hip shake. Uh, LOD, LOD, yeah, getting the, she's into the, it. Everybody pumped there. So yeah, it's it's. To get the crowds excited, kind of a new surprise to start the show, I'm not mad at it. 
the, the next okay. match, it, it, I, I was surprised of how good it was because I don't okay, think I really gave we'll it a chance the, at the time. Right. We'll get to that in a second. Oh, okay. Uh, so after this, we go to the highlights of the DX public workout. And this is where they're in Boston and kind of the outdoor area. This is famously when Shawn Michaels walked off because someone threw a battery at his head. He ended up walking back on. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do the Austin and the ropes. They kind of tie him up. Michaels and Tyson kiss his head. Looks all pissed off. Uh, we see Stone Cold Steve Austin and Regis and Kathy Lee. And then we also see the VIP dinner that everyone got to attend. Kind of the whole WrestleMania weekend thing. So just kind of various clips around Boston. Uh, as you mentioned, our next matchup is the light heavyweight title. Taka Michinoku versus Aguila. And you're right, man. This is high-flying stuff. It's all over the top. These guys are working their asses off, but no one in the crowd cares. Yeah, that because, sucks. That like, sucks because, I mean, two, 20, I guess they had to wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, another 10 years or so. I love Taka Michinoku. I always did. Mm-hmm. And I see him here. He, he, he just looks like, a, I don't know, he's, he's a good kid. Like, I, I like him. The the high flying stuff it just never worked in the <clears throat> WWF it just never mm-hmm. did you know and I would argue probably not till what like NXT like did the high flying stuff work even like those ladder matches and stuff wasn't necessarily high flying right yeah probably so, NXT that was the last time it is no one no one cared you know there's some false finishes there's Hurricane Rana counters it's it's awesome and eventually Taka Michinoku uh, hits a drop kick out of the air and connects with the Michinoku driver. Which just, is one just, of my... just him like calling for it, like do it, like pantomiming it and like stomping on, uh, stomping on the mat, like Mishinoku driver, you know, type of thing. And I loved it. I mean, the people still use the Mishinoku driver. Yep. They, they do still call it the Mishinoku driver. That's awesome. And again, go back and watch. This is one I definitely used to skip as a kid. Cause I think I thought I was, it was dumb, but it's not, it's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's a not. five minute match. They don't stop. There's lots of flying. They're like, they're working their asses off. Just nobody cares. We're, and we're I think it was because of the comparison to WCW, I always had this when I would watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that I'm that far removed from it, they're two amazing athletes that, that could have well been on WCW and vice versa. Other WCW guys against these guys. So, I mean, it's a really good match. Eventually, Taka joins Kai and Ty later in the year, and it's a, it's a whole thing. Uh, next, we go to Jennifer Flowers, who I had to Google who it was because I forgot. Do you remember Jennifer Flowers? No, I'm going to have to Google. I mean, I probably did before. It had something to do with Clinton, right? Yeah, so she was she was a journalist that under oath claimed she had an affair with Clinton. So mm-hmm. that's okay. kind of her thing. And I'm sure this was like a Vince Russo. It was like, bro, 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 we got to be current with television. This is Jerry Springer-esque, bro. All right, pal. Sure. Put her on. And uh, she interviews The Rock earlier today. Yeah. And The Rock is just hilarious here. Uh, she asked The Rock, what would you do if you were the world reader? He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. The Rock's not a leader. He's the ruler. And he says <laughs> if he was the ruler. And she asked him, like, how would you handle the homeless problem? Uh-huh. Says, well, well, The Rock feels like this. As long as they're off his freshly mown grass, it's mown grass in the South Peace, and they keep their boxes off his property, everything's copacetic. <laughs> <laughs> just... <laughs> Just the again, we talk about kind of the tip, the top being just pushed over the edge. This is the rock, just getting yeah. a little shove. Like, let's go. It's crazy to think in a year, the rock is main eventing WrestleMania versus Stone Cold. You know, just everything happened so fast. It, it was awesome. There was no way you couldn't push him because how like charismatic he was. Right. Was great. Yeah. He also says something about uh, I forget what the exact the actual uh, 
questionable. Something about the judicial system, judicial system. Mm-hmm. But The Rock says if he was a jury, it'd be a hung jury, if you know what The Rock means. <laughs> it's just creepy. <laughs> I think she just stares at him. She's like, okay. Yeah. I wonder how many takes that was. Uh, then we have our European title matchup next. Triple H versus Owen Hart. Uh, Triple H is defending his belt here because he beat Owen after, I guess, smack break almost breaking his ankle or something like that on Raw previous. Mm-hmm. Um. This was a feud that happened, and I think it never really got going because Triple H, they would just beat Owen, right? And and also, uh, in this match, the stipulation is China must be handcuffed to Sergeant Slaughter so she can't interfere. Yeah, um, I, I love the beginning of that, too, because Slaughter's like, you know, get out here, you know, get the handcuff. And Triple H is like talking to Slaughter. He's like, why don't you come in here and make her? Why don't you come in here and make her? Why don't you come in here and make her? <laughs> so so Slaughter, like, you know, walks his way up and, up the steps into the ring. And they mm-hmm. just go, like, forehead to forehead. Like, she's going to beat his ass. Like, uh, and she looks badass, too. Uh, Triple H gets played out by the DX band here. We get some crotch chop pyro to start it off. Mm-hmm. You mentioned she's handcuffed uh, to, to Slaughter. And Owen's got the hurt ankle. And I noticed here, watch this, Triple H and China have the exact same shade of tan. So I wonder if they went to the same bed, like hey, shade, same tan. Probably did. Same time. Yeah, Maybe they were in the same bed. Listen, he does what he's got to do. <laughs> Triple H is also in this weird phase because he's in like the Triple H getup. Remember the Hunter Hearst Helmsley? Yeah. But it's neon green. He's like playing a blue blood, but not. Like, I don't know if he like. He's transitioning. To, he didn't want to invest in new gear. No, but the next night. He's all yeah. about it. He is. You look to your blood. You look <laughs> to the click. He points to his, you know, thing. Yeah. Famous thing. We, if you go back in the archives, you and actually did that show way back. We did the Raw After Mania fourteen. So go back. I and remember. Look yeah, it was a great show. I mean, I mean, the Raw X- Xbox wanted to rip ass. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say here? Like Scott All and Kevin Nash be right here with me. <laughs> they weren't being held hostage by WCW, and that's a fact, Eric Bischoff. That's <laughs> I'm gonna go back and watch that. I just love Sitting, hearing him say "rip ass." <laughs> <laughs> Sitting back with my mind and my money and my money on my mind. It's like, okay, Xbox, take it easy, pal. <laughs> hey, that was that was heavily influenced by uh, Snizoop. Sure. Uh, anyway, so, so here we got Blue Blood DX Triple H, right? And Triple H gets the win. We'll get to how in a minute, but at the t- even at the even like years later, I'm like, man, Owen Hart should have beat Triple H. But with what they had set up for the next night on Raw, with Triple yeah. H taking over DX and all that, he kind of had to win, right? He yeah, couldn't I mean, the, the Owen moves were just classic: the spinning heel kick, the enziguri, the, enziguri, the, yeah. the missile drop kicks, the the sharpshoot. Like it was, it was a good match. It is, but it also kind of just feels like a Raw match. Like it doesn't have the WrestleMania oomph to me. I could be maybe I'm missing something. I, I, I just didn't see it. I didn't think Owen came out with that WrestleMania oomph because his gear was kind of bland too. But I think Triple H and China and the and the, uh, the Sergeant Slaughter thing like that made elevated a little bit more special. Yeah. And again, I mentioned Triple H wins because despite being handcuffed to Slaughter, um, China throws some powder in Sergeant Slaughter's face. Hits a low blow on Owen. Triple H hits the pedigree. One, two, three, gets the win. And she, so get, she's pulling this blinded slaughter <laughs> towards the rink apron so she can climb up and hit low blow Owen. 
also he, those handcuffs are like eyes. those handcuffs are like four feet chain. Like maybe get a smaller chain there, slots. <laughs> what, are, what are we doing here? Yeah. Uh, it was next good. up, I liked it. Yeah, again, it was it was fine. Um, next up, we get a recap of the Gold Dust and Luna versus Mark Merrow and Sable feud. So the Sable story in a whole in retrospect, Mark Merrow was hilarious during this whole thing. He was. He's, just, he, he's like kind of like jumping out in front of her, like it's me, it's me, and doing the, the air punching and <laughs> yeah. and all that stuff. And, and when I forgot about this when I was watching the recap, they make it seem like like Marrow is friends with Gold Dust because remember he has her dress up as Sable. I got they even show it on the episode of Raw. Yeah, they were they were kind of friends, I guess. But then they have a match together, right? Well, I guess things, you know, things fell apart. Now we're in a match because then you got Sable and Luna, you know, hating yeah. each other. And Goldust yeah, got to side with the, the crazy girl. Yeah, it's Goldust and Luna Vachon uh, versus Mark Merrill and Sable. <clears throat> and Luna's like, Sable, I'm going to kill you, Sable. Ah, like, she's got the thing. She was scary, Luna Vachon. She was. But I, I loved her. Did you? You were a Luna fan the whole day, even when she was with her main squeeze, Bammers? Oh, yeah. Even when she came out with uh, HBK. At WrestleMania Nine, mm-hmm. that's right. That was, that was a thing. That was a thing. <laughs> but yeah, even well, this is obviously mixed tag match. So Sable really wants to get her hands on uh, Luna. Luna finally gets tagged in, but then she's running away, which I don't know why she'd run away from Sable. She runs around the ring, climbs right back in, and tags Gold Dust in. So Sable doesn't get her hands on uh, hands on Luna yet, but eventually she does. So. Also, hell of an intro sung by Mark Merrill. Like it's like a nice little like Jim Johnston special. I loved it. Love Mark Merrill's <laughs> entrance there. Uh, again, like you mentioned, kind of a lot of back and forth. And I was also watching this. I'm like, man, this is wild. That Dustin Rhodes that we know now on AEW, kind of yeah. like in shape guy, you know, saved sober, is the same gold dust character here in 98 uh-huh. wearing a silver bodysuit with kind of like a mesh woman's lingerie over it thong <laughs> exactly it's kind of crazy he's got uh, like uh great muda face paint on yeah <laughs> the red he does. Face he's got, got the, the great muda face paint. you're right he does he does has f u on one f on one cheek u on the other <laughs> the crowd is a mess <laughs> he was a mess <laughs> the crowd is more into this match than they were the triple h owen hart match because Sable was so over. And this is Sable's first match. Yeah, I, I love the death stare Sable comes out with. Like, she's not, you know, waving and, and trying to play nice. Like, she just comes out, eyes deadlocked on Luna the whole time. She's so. pissed she has, to, she has to team with Mark. She's, but she... <laughs> I love when they win. Mark is like, I did it. I did it. <laughs> so there's a false finish, too, where Sable hits a power bomb. You're like, uh-huh. oh, she's going to win. And there's a kick out. Like, that's the Sable they... bomb. Then she hits the TKO, which is AKA the F5. Her husband's, her current that, that husband's l- finisher. She did it way better than Mero did. So I thought that was and cool. She did, did you think she does it better than Lesnar? No, it's, but I'm, I'm not comparing Lesnar. I'm just saying. Well, Mero had the 400 pound gold dust to, to try to hit the TKO. <laughs> the mess of a person, as you the, mentioned. The, man. Mess, the messy Muda. Oh, man. The messy Muda. Is that his new name? I love <laughs> it's it. It's got to be. I love it. It's a nice, like a 10 minute match. We're rolling along here, you yeah. know, and so it's far, so, it, it's all I, I like fun. a little bit of everything. Definitely. There, there's something for everybody so <clears> far. <throat> so here's the thing too. I don't know if it was just me or, uh, but I felt like this was because I did order this pay-per-view. So the only uh-huh. one I ordered previously to this was WrestleMania nine. 
10 i didn't order 11 probably so you hold on so you watch this at home like by yourself with like your dad or with friends what was the deal um it had to have been with a couple friends like yeah yeah, Mm -hmm. it was a couple friends because i remember i I recorded it and also Mm -hmm. when we used to work a service merchandise like late 90s early 2000s and i would do overnight shifts like i would bring this tape because i liked all the matches so much like i would watch it like on my break upstairs (laughs) like in the offices not the break i thought you put it like on the tvs in the electronics department like customers walking by there's the there's gold dust with this muda paint on like what is this person no but there was a room like in one of the offices upstairs that had a a tv vcr combo and you know i would eat my lunch in there and you know i pop it in watch a couple matches or, or match Depending yeah. on, on, on the match itself, like how long it was, you know, just on my break or something like that. And I just love this WrestleMania because it's, it's something that like brought me back in to wrestling mm-hmm. again. And watching this as it kind of happened, it just felt like a special WrestleMania because I don't know. There's WrestleMania as I watch it like, oh, there's just like another show. But this was like, I don't know, just special. When's the last time you went back and kind of rewatched anything from this? I mean, I kind of watch a little bit every year of it. Um, okay. I mean, everything, the, the, the lead up to the HBK and Stone Cold, like, I I just like verbatim in my head. I, I know what's coming when they're mm-hmm. doing the promos and Shawn Michaels is like, oh, who's going to be the champion after WrestleMania? And Tyson's like, you are heartbreak. You are heartbreak. We'll get <laughs> to like, you are heartbreak he's later. Like, who's the baddest man? He's like, I am heartbreak. <laughs> so all of that kind of stuff is like, I've heard a bazillion times. So I'm like, oh, okay. You know, this is fun. And the, and the way, you know, that mm-hmm. match goes down and I don't know. There's a lot of different things that I've watched over the years from the show. I, I, I agree. Uh, so we go now uh, to our Intercontinental Championship match. Ken Shamrock versus The Rock for the IC title. The Rock is defending. He's the leader of the Nation of Domination at this point, kind of. He's kind of feuding with Farouk. Mm-hmm. He's got D'Lo and Kama and Mark Henry out with him. And they show two weeks ago the brutal chair shot to Ken Shamrock's head from The Rock. Like swung as hard as he could. Man, it was like a cartoon. He had a face impression. Mm-hmm. Ken Shamrock comes out and he is ripped, ripped, ripped to the gills. Like, I think if you put like a pin in him, he would pop. That's how ripped he is. <laughs> uh, this starts off hot. The crowd loves it. They're into it. Uh, early in the match, too, The Rock does kind of a version of the people's elbow. Did you notice that? No. Yeah, he kind of just comes and does the, the overdramatic elbow drops. This is kind of the first point here. Um, the ref gets thrown down at one point. And then after the ref gets thrown down, there's even a more brutal chair shot because he hits him with the side, like on the temple. Mm, my goodness. With your, Shamrock gets nailed with the chair here. And this is, crowd's going nuts. Uh, all of a sudden, Ken Shamrock gets the rock in the ankle lock, and he taps like, holy crap, this match is over four minutes in. we got a new IC yeah. champion. I thought, I thought it went pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> it did. And then post-match, he's not letting go of the ankle lock. Uh, the nation comes in. It's belly-to-belly suplex city for him. Farouk comes out to help him. The Rock screaming, help me, help me. He doesn't help him. Eventually, the, they get a, a stretcher out for The Rock. They bring him out because he's been the ankle lock for so long. And then it's announced that because... Oh, man. Why, he, why, did, why did he have to snap? He didn't let go of that ankle lock. He The refs reversed the decision. Still your IC champion, The Rock. Shamrock snaps, flips the refs. The best part <laughs> about this is, as The Rock is being... He's on the stretcher, right? At the end of the aisle, he's dead. He raises his hand up in the air like he won the match with the IC title. 
<laughs> Shamrock's got the crazy eyes, just goes and beats the hell out of the rock, but just the the rock raising his hand in victory as he's mm. on the stretcher is just amazing. It was so good. Yeah. Uh, this this everyone says that the Mick Foley feud kind of makes the rock. And I agree. But this Shamrock feud starts the making of the rock. It, to me it is. Yeah, like, it's the, like the a legitimate person. The, uh, the Farouk feud. You know, he get, he gets to be a little more I don't know, like a smart ass and, and a little more charismatic and you know, you start yeah. to see that stuff kind of shine. Yeah. Oh, awesome stuff. And Shamrock, yeah. I mean, it, um, Shamrock is a legit threat, so, you know, having this match and somehow getting the win. <laughs> mm-hmm. Again, it's worth it just to see The Rock <clears throat> raise his hand in victory. Uh, post-match, we get a little buffer of the awesome attitude era. Pro remember, it's like, I'm not a real athlete. Try try lacing my boots or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, talking about yeah. all their actual accomplishments. Over a dozen concussions. Yeah. Knee surgeries. Merrill was a Golden Gloves champion, and Farouk's numbers retired at Florida State. The Rock was a national champion for Miami. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. For those who don't know, The Rock was at the University of Miami defensive end or defensive tackle. His senior year, he was benched for another person who came in as a freshman. You know who that person was? Warren Sapp. Warren Sapp. Future Hall of Famer <laughs> Warren Sapp. <laughs> Sit your ass down, Dewey. Like <laughs> <laughs> But hey, he still got his. He still got his uh, national. Yeah, title. it's like like the coaches. You know, they get rings. Yeah, I mean, we're talking shit. He played D one football. Mm-hmm. It's pretty big deal. <clears throat> anyway, uh, our next matchup is the tag team championship: Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie versus New Age Outlaws in a dumpster match for the tag team titles. The dumpster match is basically a casket match where you got to get both opponents in a dumpster and close the lid to win. This all started because you know weeks ago. The New Age Outlaws pushed Cactus and Chainsaw Charlie off the Raw stage while they were in a dumpster. And I remember that Raw because they treated it like a real injury, you know, where people were like, oh, my God, they're really hurt. Like, what did you do? And my friends and I were kind of calling each other on landlines. Are you watching this? Is this real? I don't know. What do you think? I think it's fake. I think it's real. So it was a a thing. It kind of worked. This is all over the place. The New Age Outlaws aren't really... The New Age Outlaws we know yet, or we remember, I should say, because they joined DX officially the next night on Raw. But they still do the ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls thing. Uh, nothing, but they're not, they don't have it just yet, I would say. Uh, just a crazy brawl, a lot of hardcore style match stuff. Um, cookie sheets. Yeah, cookie sheets. There's a Dumpster. big pop. For there, there's one point where there's a ladder in the ring, and Billy Gunn and Cactus Jack are on the ladder, and they both get pushed from the ring ladder into the dumpster. Kind of a big pop for that. So, uh, yeah, this, this the, era of funk I just didn't get because it's like Chainsaw Charlie, but he's uh, Jim Ross is still calling him Funk Terry Funk. Yeah. Well, but, but what's with Chainsaw Charlie? <laughs> was that know, the, was that the guy with the 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 panty on his head? That was that was him. <clears throat> the liner is said <sighs> Terry Funk is. What is he, 53 at this? Yeah, they say he's yeah. 53 at this point. So he's pretty old, but he's, he's still taking bumps. Uh, eventually they go backstage and the crowd kind of boos because they can't see them anymore. And I will say the ending was pretty funny mm-hmm. because Terry Funk gets old of a forklift. <laughs> <laughs> he's driving it around. They throw Road Dog and Billy Gunn on a pallet 
Mm-hmm. And I was thinking the whole time, like, man, Billy Gunn's probably getting so many splinters. <laughs> There's no shirt on that thing. You know, you anyone's handled a pallet before? No, those yeah. things aren't sanded down. Like you get no nervous holding the pallet. <laughs> Even to this day, I'm careful of how I grab a pallet. <laughs> you got to watch out for nails. <laughs> <That stuff. laughs> yeah, yeah. Big thick splinter wood, wood shards coming off. You're like, oh, son of a bitch. Billy Gunn's there basically in his underwear. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's all sweaty. And uh, they drive the forklift over to the dumpster, push him in, close the lid. One, two, three. New tag team champions. Cactus, your Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie. Yeah, uh, why not? Yeah, but the, the next night. legends. Yeah, the next night they do something along the lines of they kind of invalidate the win because it was the wrong dumpster or something. So they have a yeah. rematch in, in, in the cage and. The Outlaws with their championship titles back the next night on Raw. So, but hey, it was a good, nice little, little victory for for Cactus and Chainsaw Charlie, right? That's right. You didn't get that Chainsaw Charlie Elite that's coming out. Did you see that? No, no, no I, I did see it. I'm not going to get it. No, any we haven't really talked anything. Any you're looking for? Any, any stuff? Any fun? Uh, <clears throat> anything coming up? I think from like the elites would probably be just that uh, Hogan '96. 96. Elite 96? Oh, Elite 96. Hogan 96 was in like WCW. What are you talking about? It's the one where he's got the war bonnet? Yeah. Okay. Well, I just like the Hulk rules um, bandana. So yeah. he'll be displayed with that. Okay. Okay. Because he's, he's nice and orange. <laughs> I mean, that's my Hulk Hogan. He's orange. That's my Hulk. That's my Hulk. <laughs> All right. So now we go to our semi-main event here. The Undertaker versus Kane. <clears throat> and this is kind of a, a messy storyline. So everyone, I think, who listens to our show knows this. Kane debuts in October at Hell in a Cell. So this is March now. So this feud has going on for months. He's Undertaker's brother who he thought was dead, who he thought Undertaker killed in a fire. But Paul Bearer says, no, he's alive. So then they spend a good portion of the time of Kane wanting to fight Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Undertaker refuses to fight his own flesh and blood. At one point, Kane, uh, before the Royal Rumble in 1998 in January, helps the Undertaker on his feud with DX. But then at the Rumble that year, he lights a casket on fire that Undertaker is in to burn him alive. In ha- symbolism, hacks it away with an axe. Yes, and sim- no, the the oh, people no. trying to save him for hacking at the axe. Oh, okay. I remember there so was in- an axe in there somewhere. Not not Demolition Axe, though. No, no, no. So somewhere along the lines, Undertaker gets burned alive in symbolism because King was burned, and there's a big buildup where Undertaker eventually accepts the challenge and says, I will walk through the fires of hell to face you, Kane, because he thought he was dead. It sounds really silly as I talk about it like that. <laughs> we, right? we lost a couple listeners. They just stopped it. <laughs> but we were I was all in on this. Well, yeah, because you see the progression of it, you know, week to week. It's like, what's going to happen next in this uh, crazy storyline? Did you think at all Taker might lose? I kind of remember thinking, oh, K might beat him. Um, I think I did because Kane was like, came out indestructible. Yeah. Like, because he just comes out. I mean, first of all, he comes out and just rips a goddamn side of the cage off. And it doesn't look fake. Like, it looks real because it, it's he's pulling on it and rips it and he's off. A, so. He's a massive individual, too. He is. And, and I don't want to say thick, but he's just a big, thick dude. Yeah. A um, little bit taller than Undertaker. He looks larger. 
and he's indestructible. So I can't see how Undertaker would beat him. So before we have this culmination of this super <clears throat> serious match, we have Pete Rose that comes out out to insult Boston. <laughs> you guys would never win a World Series. I left some tickets for Bill Buckner, but he couldn't down to pick them up. How about it? <laughs> How about it? Like, what the hell was this? It became a running bit. Yeah. But at the time, it's so out of place. Then Kane comes out and tombstones him to get a baby face pop. Like, wait a minute. Are we supposed to hate Kane? He's beating up Pete Rose. Well, you're in Boston. You just got your ass handed to you with some sh- shitty jokes by Pete Rose. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't want to see him choke slam? I guess. It's, I feel like he could have been inserted, inserted somewhere else in the card. Oh, yeah. You know, maybe someone else could have tombstoned him. I don't know. Maybe Owen Hart could have done it. I I, I don't know. Give him, give him something. Give him a yeah. sharpshooter. Who knows? <laughs> and then we have the Druids. This is probably one of my all-time favorite Undertaker entrances. Yeah, mine too. Like, when I think of Undertaker, like, memorable entrances, this is what I think of. Yeah. I think that's what the Ultimate Edition Taker is from, is from this pay-per-view, from this show. I could be wrong, oh, okay. but I think this is what it's from. Yeah. And he's got all the... It's not just a couple of druids. It's the whole aisle of them. Mm-hmm. And he just comes out looking epic. He's got this big cape, you know, duster cape thing on. And he's ready to kick some ass. He knows he's in for a fight. You know, it's it's pretty good. And this match itself, too, is pretty awesome. It's a it's an epic match. Uh, a lot of back and forth. A lot of power moves. Um, yeah. Of course, there's the big spot of Undertaker kind of diving over the rope towards Kane. And Kane kind of just catches him and throws him through a table like a dart all in one motion for how big Undertaker's what like 610 to do that yeah pretty impressive so mm-hmm. it's I don't know any, any notes you have on this match any, any comments or anything like that did you saw were you in all were you in on this storyline did you oh yeah I totally was because I yeah. mean it's it's I mean who's gonna beat Kane Raul <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's gotta be Undertaker so I mean even the, the tombstone he's like like twitches out. He doesn't kick out. He twitches out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the first tombstone, uh, tombstone, second one, uh, third one. I, I was hoping it's at some point do a jumping tombstone like he did with uh, Michaels, you know, years later. Well, uh, you mentioned those tombstones. So the first tombstone that Kane does on Undertaker is scary because Undertaker's yeah. head hits the map. Mm-hmm. And then the first Undertaker one was scarier because Kane like, gets like. He was like slipping out because he's too big. Yeah, he kind of tries to like. <laughs> Jump him up and catch him. So it was, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a good match between two big guys. I mean, it was, it takes three tombstones to beat him. Yeah. And not and only he still that, kicked out at like three and a half. Not only, yeah, not only that, he didn't do the arms over the chest. He had to cover him, hook the leg officially for Undertaker yeah. to get the win, right? Mm-hmm. There was, I, think, uh, I don't know if it was the second one or maybe the third one where Kane just like, well, Undertaker grabs one arm to put it up in the rest in peace type of position. And mm-hmm. then Kane just brings his other arm up. <laughs> He's like, you forgot my other arm. <laughs> he does he does do that luckily the camera shot is from the outside of the ring so it's not super obvious or yeah. not really paying attention to it but we're weirdos and wrestling fans of course we're yeah we're i mean when you it. see something that's with anything like tv shows movies like you always know something different every time you watch it so i mean it's probably been like 15 times since i've seen this so i just notice it now so that's I've what heard... i'm saying there, there's things that you just pick up you're like oh okay yeah, I've heard some people not necessarily loving this match. I I was a fan. I st- I like it a lot. Yeah, it's, I mean it's, it, it's it, a first battle. It is the first. That's a good. That's a good way to put it. The first battle between two big beefy superstars, big beefy <laughs> men, right? Right. 
And then post-match here, uh, Undertaker punches Paul Bear in the face. Kane whoops his ass. Tombstones take her onto a chair. So even though Undertaker won, the feud will continue. And mm-hmm. it does. And we, next month at Unforgiven, we have an Inferno match. So People didn't uh, like that one either. I loved it. The Inferno match? Yeah. I'll have to rewatch it. I remember not liking it at the time. I'll have to go back and rewatch Because I didn't know what to expect, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll have to go back and rewatch it. But I guess when I first saw it, I'm like, this isn't on fire. This is just a ring surrounded by a pipe with fire. Yeah. Because I thought maybe the ropes would be on fire or something like that. But you know, the, the more I got adjusted to that and then like the big slams, you know, the big flames would go up again. And mm-hmm. then they kind of settle back down. More like uh, like grill burners, like propane type burners. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so they just pump more propane in when there's like big slams on the mat. Yeah, someone's like turning the knob. That's uh-huh. all they're doing. So. <laughs> Uh, then we get a promo video uh, after this match of all the old timers talking about we never jumped over the ropes. We'd never do this. The, the kind of the old timers talking about how the new Attitude Era superstars mm-hmm. and wrestlers are, are awesome and you should respect them. It's got Gorilla Monsoon there, Big Cat Ernie Lad. It was I I don't really know what the point of it was other than if you're an old school fan, it's okay to like the new stuff because the old guys say it's good. That's kind of what I got out of it. Yeah, I remember there was something about, was it San Martino that didn't like the direction of this? He did not, no. Yeah. So maybe that was part of it, too, where you get other old-timers say, yeah, this, this is pretty good. Yeah, we're good here. We're making money. Yeah, we don't need that bum. <laughs> and and then we get this promo package here of Austin and Michaels. And again, we talked about the very beginning of the, our show this week. It's a pretty much a foregone conclusion Austin's winning this match. Nobody thinks Tyson, or no one thinks Tyson. No one thinks Michaels is retaining. Why not? Because it's Austin's time. It just is, right? There's no chance but Michaels you, But you got uh, Tyson. He's DX. Well, we showed the promo package, like you mentioned. Who's gonna, still going to be the champion of the world? You are heartbreak. <laughs> <laughs> to Tyson. Yeah. So Who's the baddest man? You are, I am heartbreak. <laughs> And then after that, I got, you know, his voice saying Cold Stone in my head, so. I think we should make a t-shirt that says, you are heartbreak. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like an outline of his face. And then I am heartbreak. <laughs> yeah. Like, who's the best podcast? You are heartbreak. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. We'll start working on design night. If, you, yeah, if okay. you're up tonight, I want you to work on design for that, for a you are heartbreak design. All right. <laughs> Uh, Tyson comes out first to the DX is going to kick your ass. Like he had his own DX song. Yeah. Is there a reason he didn't know how to cross chop properly? <laughs> I was just going to say that like he's, I love Mike Tyson because he's such like a child at heart. You could see that like he's genuinely like happy, <laughs> right. but he's so awkward <laughs> with like, like it, I don't know. He's socially <laughs> awkward. I didn't know it'd be possible to mess up a crotch chop. Yeah. <laughs> he, he does like a forearm chop. Uh-huh. <laughs> he just stands in the ring like, what do I do with my hands? He's like, here you go, this side of the ring. What you think about this? Yeah, exactly. But he's smiling the whole time. So even like when uh, Austin comes out and they're like kind of jaw jacking each other, it's just like he's still smiling. Like he's so happy to be there. Yeah. And, and then, I kind of you know, want to imagine like, oh, maybe he's smiling because, you know, this punk guy is, can't get anything over on him and that he's just that cocky, like he would be smiling about it. But it's not. He's, he's just generally happy. 
he's just happy to be there. Yeah. <laughs> I think he, he talked about it on his one-man show. Mm-hmm. He was like, this McMahon, or even in his Hall of Fame speech, he's like, I was going to lose my house, but WrestleMania saved it, and they gave me so much money. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, before Austin comes out, we get the, him walking to gorilla position, like the doom, 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 yeah. doom, 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 doom. Makes it feel epic. We get the glass break and boom, turn out, turn out. Place goes nuts. I was thinking, I wonder if Austin still has this vest that he wore to the ring. If it's not, cool this vest. is like, this is like a memorabilia piece I would kill to own. Yeah. Like the vest Austin wore when he first won the WWF title. Mm-hmm. That thing would be priceless. So, um, now we go backstage to Shawn Michaels, and he looks nervous, and, and Michaels is going into this match with a very significant back injury, uh, one that would keep him out of wrestling until 2002. So uh, he's he looks nervous, and understandably so. Uh, he gives the, this is for you, Earl, because Earl had a brain hemorrhage, Earl Hebner, uh, and he's in a hospital bed apparently watching this WrestleMania. So. Okay, cool. Uh, the, the DX band plays him out. Michaels goes over there, and this time they sound okay. They're like, dude, you know, Jim Johnson's kind of nerding, being mm-hmm. a nerd. Trying to turn us back to the camera. That He's like, don't show me on camera, god damn it. Yep. And, they, and they, the they show gets... him for like 10 seconds and he's, then you see yeah. the cool, then you see the cool kids with the long Definitely. hair. <laughs> yeah. And the Kango hat. That's right. Uh, the backwards Kango hat. But, uh, and this is also, is one of my favorite Jim Ross lines ever at the start of the match. He's like, folks, don't get no bigger than this. This is what our business is all about. It's about yeah. earning the opportunity for the right to wrestle in the main event of a WrestleMania. Yeah, he did and make like, this match like really big. You're like, ooh, I got goosebumps. Like, yeah. man, you're right. Like, fake or not, like wrestling, whatever. It's true to earn the opportunity to be in the main event of WrestleMania. And this is this is when like the guy that made the most money or the biggest star, like you're in the main event. So Sean's here. This is Austin's first WrestleMania main event. Mm-hmm. It's pretty epic stuff here. So you said this is one of your favorite matches, right? Really? Yeah, I, I think just, I mean, Stone Cold is like just on the rise, like he, not on the rise. He's like not even not over the top yet, but he's he's gonna get there. Mm-hmm. But he is like rocket ship. Everybody's into it. DX, like I started like this. Shawn Michaels, he was so cocky, so I don't know, just something about him. I thought he was top level. Definitely. And like nobody could beat him. And he's mm-hmm. DX. He's got China. He's got Triple H. Like now he's got team around him. Now he can. I mean, it was like, it was so good. And also the, the way he was selling was like real. Like if you've had a back pain before, like I have, like just to like get something off the ground, you have to squat. You can't just bend over to get it. So yeah. I know he's not making that part up, but to see him go through all of that and he's getting frustrated and he's like, fuck my back. Like he wants to give more. Mm-hmm. And you know, when he has to result to like, kind of like slowly climbing on top of like a fallen Austin and give him those rapid fire, like punches to the head. That's almost like him doing something to do something. Cause he, he can't like just walk around and like, I don't know, just this whole match is good. And, and the longer it goes, the more he gets, the more it's obvious his back is hurting. Yeah, it definitely. And, and Austin so, just doesn't give a shit. Like, like he'll throw, he throws back him over body the, drops. He yeah. throws him over the top rope. <laughs> and obviously, he's already been squatting and and oh, cussing hell, himself. son. He's like, that's just that's just the way it was. I was it's my time for the title. It's what it was. Um, <laughs> throws his, and that stuck with me. 
like he threw him over the top rope. Uh, there's a couple notes I have here. One, when the match starts off, match when the match starts off, uh, Austin kind of pulls Michael's trunks and like his ass is hanging out yeah. for the first. Probably saw his nuts. I mean, the, the, those tights came down so far. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, also, early in the match, Triple H and China get the boot uh, out of there because Mike Tyson, we didn't mention it, is the special enforcer on the outside mm-hmm. of the ring. Yeah, so he'll come in there later. Like you mentioned, the whole match, you're just like, oh, poor Sean, because. Yeah, if anyone's ever had a bad back, you're like, son of a, like, son of a, like, every time you do something, right? Right, yeah. And I like the beginning of the match, too, because, I mean, you know the Tyson's out there, and then when they're kind of, like, circling each other around the ring, Tyson just throws his hand in there trying to trip Austin. <laughs> <laughs> and Austin looks at him like, what the hell are you doing? He's like, hey, man, I didn't do anything. Yeah. Hey, you Cold Stone. You are a heartbreak. <laughs> Cold Stone, my man, number one. Uh, at some point, yeah. did you notice the fans were chanting Holyfield at Tyson? What? Because the... So, oh, that's what they were chanting. Yeah, Jar okay. and King are like, what are they chanting? They're chanting, Holy Field. Yeah, Holy I didn't know what they field. were saying. That, that they were chanting at him. Oh, okay. Those who don't know, uh, Mike Tyson, Holy Field, he bit Holy Field's ear off. That's kind of what he's saying. I'm sure you know Tyson bit someone's ear. Uh, it was Evander Holy Field. That's who he right. bit off. Um, there's also, I would say, one of the more uh, memorable moments in WrestleMania history for me is you mentioned Michael's back, but there's one point after. Mike kills the referee. He gets kind of smashed into the corner. Mm-hmm. That's not the memorable moment. So he's out. And both Austin and Michaels are laying down in the mat. And Michaels does a kip up. And he's, tr- and like you could tell, it's like it hurt. He like it took every ounce of everything he had to do that. Yeah. How much pain he was in. And he climbs the ropes for his elbow drop. And as he's climbing the ropes, you're like, man, this guy's in so much pain. And JR puts it over how like Michaels is like gritting his teeth through this. Mm hmm. He gets in the corner, he kind of squats down and just delivers a perfect elbow drop to Austin, you know, and it builds to the finish. But to me, I'll always remember that as an epic thing. That he yeah. Did, and I, sure. I think this match also for this period of Michael's like made me respect him a lot more. Yeah. Was because he did what he had to do to get through the match and make it a good match and put on a performance. Mm-hmm. Um and then, like, it starts to become, now you know Michael's back is hurt. And then it's Austin's knee. He's stomping at the knee. He's twisting the knee. He's, he's wrapping the knee around the post and, like, swinging the knee three, four times as hard as he can. Um, you know, he does kick the steps to make, like, that impact. But the first time he does it, he, swing, he does it so hard he trips over the steps, falls down. Yeah. Uh, and, and that would be like, oh, you fucked up, you fucked up. But... It's it's not like super polished like it is now, so it it's part of the match. I'm like, okay, that's not a big deal. You know, he got back up and another thing was great was Austin hits the stunner and he wins. Like, there's no he hasn't hit it and Michaels kicks out and he's like, oh, how did he get yeah. out of my finisher? But the reversals, was, yeah, I mean, that was that was fun. Yeah, so after, at the end of the match here, when after the elbow drop, Michaels goes for the sweet chin music. Austin ducks it. He catches the sweet chin music. Goes for the stunner. Uh, uh, Michaels counters that, goes for switch music again. Austin catches it again, kick to the gut, stunner. Drop down, tackle, Tyson, take up again, get up again. Tyson comes in. This is the only part that kind of ruined it for me. Oh, Tyson's one, two, count three. was way too fast. Yeah. He was just so excited. He gets in there. One, two, three. One, two, three, gets the win. Yeah. And Stone Cold is the champion. Of course, we get the famous JR call Stone Cold, Stone Cold. Austin's the champion. <laughs> yeah. Austin's the champion. Stone Cold. And. And that image of Austin going to the corner, flipping the you know arms up in the air with the belt, it's 
it was shown over and over and over again. Yeah. All so many types of footage. Right. And at it's that just, time, it felt like, yeah, he should be champion. Mm-hmm. Um, There's no there, question about it. Because there's other champions. I mean, just going through the lines, like say, like the Miz, like, yeah, he didn't deserve it. Or Jack Swagger, like, eh, he didn't deserve it. I mean, there's a lot of guys, like, through the years that, like, eh, he didn't deserve it. But there was no question, like, he should be the champion. Mm-hmm. I think... Uh, I wonder if there are people up... out there that say he didn't deserve it. <laughs> yeah, someone's like, nope, didn't deserve it. Uh, I think it's funny you brought up a Jack Swagger on a WrestleMania 14th show. But here we are. Yeah, you know. Post-match here, Shawn Michaels is all pissed. He's, like, pointing at Tyson. He's like, you were supposed to be with me. What are you doing here? Uh, Tyson decks him after Austin gives him a Stone Cold shirt. Mm-hmm. The Austin 316 shirt puts it over Michaels. Now, I, I I wrote this down. Did it make any sense? Why would uh, Tyson turn on Michaels? Because he lost? I guess. I mean, he's but just, he's, 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 but he's, he did a fast count. What if Michaels could have kicked out? What if, what if it wasn't going to be a false finish? Maybe he changed like, his mind. Like mid, mid, mid-match. He's like, man, this 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 Cold Stone's awesome. <laughs> Cold Stone Creamery. He yeah. likes it. I mean, that, that's, uh, the, that's the kid in him. He's like, man, I like this guy. I mentioned the, the Stone Cold, Stone Cold, and what's the other famous GR line? The Austin era has begun. Mm-hmm. And it did, man. From 98 to what? To 2001? Yeah. He was he's, such a badass. I mean, he still is, but I mean, just to go back to this time period, and it sucks yeah. that you think about it. I mean, it still lives on, but it was only four years, five years. Yeah, because his neck injury, he got, yeah. you know, it was cut short. But that's another thing. Austin's neck is all jacked up during this match. Michaels has a broken back, and they still put on mm-hmm. one yeah. hell of a show. You know, we mentioned this. This isn't the best technical wrestling pay per view ever. Like, there's we've looked at shows that have had much better matches. But as far as like a fun, like me rewatching a show and bringing me back to a time, this one's up there. Cause there's, there's the different golden eras for me. There's 90 to 93, right? That's kind of like, yeah. Oh, everything is awesome. And then the middle 95, 95, 94, 96, and even a little bit 97 is I was watching every week, but then 98 hits and you're like another, like I'm obsessed era again. Yeah. Type of thing. So, this is the start of it, you know. It's 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 the launching pad. You know, we go into the, to the spring and the summer, and we've got Stone Cold and Kane, Undertaker. We get the Highway to Hell this year at SummerSlam. There's so much <laughs> to look get forward the Rock, to. Triple H, DX, DX Army. Yeah, we've got the DX Nation feud. So much stuff is going on here. We've got the Velvetus Choppy Choppy the PP. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> Oh my god! We get the we get him, the him and Ryan Shamrock. Oh, Ryan, I had such a crush on Ryan Shamrock. Yeah, we, there was a Raw magazine that had like a poster of her that like I hid and kept for myself. So oh. it was just good stuff. Yeah, man, good stuff. So I had so much fun re- going back and revisiting this. And I hope if you listen to this show this week, you go back and do it yourself. So we do this. We look back at shows. What's your letter grade? WrestleMania fourteen, Eric. What are you going to give it? I give it an A, solid A. I think so too. I was gonna go A minus, but I'm like, you know what? Michael's got a broken damn back. He can get a solid A. It's it's really good stuff. Really good stuff here. I, I'm so. just kind of, kind of thinking like all the matches as I was watching them. I mean, there are a lot of shows like this. Like I'll watch a match. I'm like, oh, this is good. Oh, this is good. This is good. Like so there's no really, reason. It doesn't give you a reason to turn it off. No, but I mean, some matches aren't that great, but it's still like, oh, this is 
you know, fun for what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then there's some pay-per-views like, oh, I got to get through this. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I, I, I was running a little bit late and you're like, oh, watching it two times. And when it was on the network, I could watch stuff like at a faster speed. Yeah. But on Peacock, I'm watching it on my computer. So on the Peacock, it, it doesn't uh, let me go faster. Well, you don't want to watch it faster. You just want to watch it and enjoy yeah. it. But I'm just saying, like, if it was something that I wanted to skip through, I'd, yeah. I'd probably just, you know, go five minutes ahead and see where I was. Right. I hear you. I hear you. But, but not nothing on this, this one. one. No, I like I liked everything about it. It just brought back some good memories and, and some I, I forgot about, like how big Goldust was. and how <laughs> Literally how physically yeah, big he was. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's who he was. I'm like, all right, I, I kind of remember this because then he was kind of part of the uh, the weird ball gag and the green the hair and, and all the weird stuff he was into for a while with Luna. Um, yeah. Like I forgot, not that I forgot about it, but I, I don't, I didn't think it was happening around this time. So mm-hmm. it's fun to see. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Awesome stuff. And again, solid a, go back and watch this one and let us know your thoughts on this at PPW podcast. We appreciate you guys sticking with us in this, this summer has been kind of goofy for us and we're going to try to get more shows out regularly for everyone because they're fun and I love doing them. I know Eric likes doing them too. And, uh, let us know, but well, let us know if you have an idea for next show. Should we stay in the attitude era? Should we go back to a golden era? Should we go to WCW what, or NWA or, or, or something like that? Let us know. Yeah. I was, I was listening to some stuff and I, I'd like to go back and do like a great American bash, like 97, sure. 98, you know, something like that. Let's do it, man. Let's do yeah. it. We can do that. All right. Or f- maybe a fall brawl because fall's coming up. Okay. Okay. Well, maybe we could. How about fall brawl 96 or 95, like Hogan? Or, we'll, we'll find one. We'll, I think a fall brawl is a good idea. Let's do a fall okay. brawl war games. All we'll, right. we'll pick. We'll pick a year. I'll let you pick it. You can pick whichever fall brawl you want. Cool. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> you let me know. We'll try to get a shot within a week or so for everybody and, uh, now that hopefully everything's kind of settled down over here with all the crazy medical stuff and, and all that, we can get some time in here to, to have some more fun shows for everybody. Yeah, I look forward to it. Awesome. Well, Eric, thanks for coming on. Everyone else, thanks for listening. Uh, as always, you can follow us on Twitter, PPW Podcast. You could also follow our podcast buddies on Twitter, like the Fully Posable Podcast at Fully Posable, and follow the our Vantage Point Podcast at OVP Podcast. You could follow our friends over the Ringside Podcast, pretty simple, at Ringside Podcast. Uh, they do a fun show about kind of impact and some other uh, Ohio Valley stuff. Uh, follow our shows over our shows, <laughs> our friends over at the Ross <laughs> Nitro Ross Nitro podcast. We just had another show out there. Yeah, you, uh, you pop Australia. up on a couple shows from from uh, I do from time years. to time. You're like, hey, check me out. Check me out. I'm <laughs> over there. Uh, we also have our friend Justin Summers, the Wrestling Cheers podcast. Just, he did a live show a few weeks ago. Congrats to him. Uh, does kind of some more independent based stuff in, in Ohio. So go follow them as well. Uh, also the breaker and Bane power hour. Uh, they've had some guests on, uh, they have the, you know, it's fake right side project that breaker has. So go check that out. Those are conversations. I was on that already, uh, earlier this year. Uh, also the TB toy cast, they do kind of a toy show. So check them out too. Our friend ring shirts is recently on there. So follow them too. Uh, lots of great podcasts out there. Uh, we appreciate it. If we are on your rotation at all, we have our shows come out. So, Always appreciate listeners. And again, if you want to, maybe you could buy a You Are Heartbreak shirt coming up. If Eric has time to design it. You Are Heartbreak. So go ahead and do that. Do you think I, I should spell it like phonetically? Like 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 how it sounds? Like how you want it to sound? Like Heartbreak? Yeah. 
I don't know. Well, like the guy, um, we've got to talk about that guy who had like the, the foam fingers and the Kane Undertaker match. Yeah, yeah. So they spent too much time. Well, Kane was on the outside. I think he had hit uh, Undertaker with uh, the, the steel steps. So they kind of spent too much time at this angle. And these two guys with like these blue foam fingers, they made like a middle finger. And the one guy, he's like, hey, Barra. Hey, Barra. And he's like pointing his finger at him. Barra, over here. <laughs> he's like a Boston cop. Hey, Barra, over here. Up here. I'm trying to flick him off. He's like, we got to get out of here. Got to get a large regular. <laughs> he's screaming at him. But I thought it was funny how they spent too much time like with that angle. And that guy had like four or five chances to say Barra. <laughs> But he was just having a good time, so that was I mean, that was why funny not? to me. That's what we're all about here, having a good yeah. time. So he so. wasn't being mean about it. He was, he was being funny. <laughs> Natural. Awesome. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Eric, thanks for coming. You can follow Eric on Twitter as well, at Positively underscore Eric, and us on Twitter, at PPW Podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Eric, thanks for coming on. We'll see you at the Fall Brawl. Maybe next week. Bye. Blah!